0: Welcome to the Financial Focus Radio Show with your hosts, Tyler Simonis and Josh Finelli. Join us as we discuss markets, bring transparency to issues within the financial services industry, and bring honest, thoughtful analysis every week.
1: Welcome to Financial Focus Radio. Thanks for joining us. My name is Tyler Simonis. That guy over there, he's Josh Finelli. And we are partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management here in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. We appreciate you spending some of your weekend with us. Uh, We are thankfully, knock on wood, um, doing okay so far in fire season. You know, we've certainly had some fires, but uh, the hardworking men and women um, that fight fires are are so far able to uh, keep them relatively under control, and we don't have... Like smoky skies like we've had the last couple of summers. Uh, So hopefully that can persist throughout the rest of the fall. And all the high school sports and all fall sports can go as usual. So as always, if you want to be part of the program, give us a call, 877-670-7117. Or you can always send us an email by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Good morning, Mr. Finelli. How goes it with you?
2: Good morning. Another happy
1: Saturday. Right? As always. All right, let's talk about the week that was in the capital markets. Four weeks to the upside. Apparently, it's all rainbows and butterflies, and everything is hunky-dory. We shall see. So U.S. stocks, as measured by the S&P 500, were about 3% higher last week. Uh, It was certainly, if you looked at risk assets last week, it continues to be the risk on trade. Uh, As Josh's generation would say, things are back to normal, baby. Uh, International developed market stocks – not Josh, Josh's generation.
2: I think the correct acronym is YOLO.
1: Yeah, sorry, Uh, um, which stands for you only live once. Uh, It took me a while to figure out what that actually meant. Uh, International developed market stocks were up 2.5%. The emerging markets were 2.5% higher as well. Uh, We saw a huge move in small-cap stocks. Uh, Apparently, people remembered (laughs) that they exist and – them up quite significantly. U.S. small cap stocks were five percent higher last week, <laughs> and have just ripped higher. Um, the in the bond market. Well, actually, real quick, I'm going to say the the Nasdaq is up. So the market hit a low for the year on um, July, June 16th. The Nasdaq is up 20 percent since then. The 20, S- 23. Yeah. The S and P 500 is up 15 percent. Um, and so the funny thing is, if you look at the Nasdaq still down 17 percent year to date, then the S and P still down 11 percent year to date. And you say, well if the, if they if they went down 20% and they're up 11 shouldn't they but that's the negative math works yeah. in uh, works against you I hate so, how that works so it, you know if you lose 20% in the S&P you don't need 20% to get it back you have to get over 40% to get back to even right if you think about how that negative math works that's why uh, big drawdowns in portfolios are so bad, and we, you know, drawdowns in the portfolio are inevitable at some point. But you just don't want the stuff that goes down 60, 70, 80 percent because coming back from that is really, really difficult. All right, in the interest rate complex, we saw uh, bond, price, uh, bond prices went a little bit higher. The aggregate bond index was up a third of a percent. Uh, yields essentially were flat in the Treasury market. Ten-year yield is 2.85, but the yield curve continues to be uh, quite inverted. Uh, you know, t- two-year Treasuries yield a lot more than 10-year, uh, a little over 40 basis points or 40 basis points or about and. um it doesn't sound like a lot, but when you on a relative basis, it's a it's a pretty big inversion. Uh, gold was up one and a half percent at eighteen eighteen an ounce, and oil was two and a half percent higher at ninety two bucks a barrel. So, clearly, the risk on risk assets uh, traded higher last week. Uh, money made its way back into the capital markets, and it's always funny because, you know, we've seen just an unbelievable rip off the correction we saw, uh, and most of the. What I'd call dumb money has just come back in in the last week, uh, which is why we saw such a big move. Um, and that will probably continue until we get uh, more uh, job-owning uh, job out of the Fed. So the big news last week and why markets went higher, which don't, doesn't make any sense to Josh and I, but it happened and that's all that matters, uh, is we got a bunch of data on inflation last week. We got the consumer price index, we got the producer price index, and we got unit labor costs. Um, and so I'll go through these real quick. But uh, CPI, which is the consumer price index, rose 8.5% year over year, which on, on on its own is a huge number. I mean, it's way off the 2%. But all that matters is the delta. It was essentially flat from the month of June to the month of July. So the market took that as inflation is declining.
2: With that flatness coming entirely from reduction in energy prices. And you know, consequently, for people that trying to feed themselves out there, that was a 1% annualized run rate month on month.
1: Meaning the cost of food went up. continues to climb, uh, and it's the highest it's been since 1979. Um, so, so the data, you know, I guess, was interpreted as the Fed can uh, ease off the rate hiking cycle earlier. That's why risk assets went up. We we happen to think that's a crazy. I was I was
2: kind of expecting a sell the move type of or a sell the news type event there because obviously the market had been front running it, but uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Risk on. Y- Yolo, <laughs> Risk baby. on is back. <laughs> uh,
1: the producer price index, which is sort of a, more of a leading economic and in, uh, leading inflationary number because it's at the wholesale levers, level that companies are paying, which event, eventually gets to the consumer, um, that actually fell by half a percent from June July, uh, but was nine nine point eight percent higher than a year ago. People liked the down five point five percent more than they hated the nine point eight percent increase. That to us is crazy. Makes no sense. Unit labor costs were up. 10.8% year over year. So you wanna talk about inflationary, it's very hard for companies to to uh, roll back wage increases. And we see you know companies continue to have a hard time hiring people and they're having to pay them an insane amount of money. That is, in itself is unbelievably inflationary. And then here's the kicker to all of this. And I, I, this data, um, it, 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 um, it backs up what Josh and I have been saying. Uh, since COVID and the stay at home uh, worker productivity saw the biggest drop ever in the second quarter. So, so the U S worker had the l- largest drop in productivity it has ever had. Uh, and it um, and, and so we know what that is, right? Everybody knows when I say the American worker saw the biggest drop in his and her productivity since they've been ca- tracking data for 75 years, it's because everybody's sitting on their couch at home. <laughs> work from home doesn't work. The well, biggest drop in productivity ever. This ju- this justifies what Josh and I have been saying that it's work from home doesn't work.
2: But I'd heartily disagree with that. There's not a lot of couch sitting going on. <laughs> it's uh, well, you know, it's people mean. out there paddleboarding and going to active culture at uh, 11 in the morning.
1: So productivity. Decline the most ever, and it's because people. And so, guess what? CEOs, C-suite people are are know that that's happening. They know what's happening. I know workers are going to unite and say, "No, we're product. We're really productive." The data says you're not. Not even close. The worst it's ever been. Uh, and so, you have every tool out there to be productive, but you're not when you're. Paddleboarding or skiing mount bachelor, or wherever you live, doing whatever that is. So uh, second quarter earnings is essentially over, Josh. Why don't you give us an update on, on how that went surprisingly well, I guess?
2: Only about 40 companies left in the S&P 500 to report. Um, almost 80% of S&P 500 companies beat expectations. Remember, they, they downwardly adjusted them before the quarter. Uh, but earnings growth has been close to 10%. It's actually negative, excluding energy. Energy up, uh, earn, energy earnings are up almost 300% year-on-year year. so you know I highlighted it a couple weeks ago but uh 40 billion in free cash flow just from the majors just in the quarter so uh, energy companies are certainly minting money so are industrials and materials names but uh, what matters is guidance and a lot of companies out there have been reticent to provide it so Uh, Stocks all of a sudden have gotten pretty expensive on a forward basis, uh, trading around 18 and a half times next year's projected earnings. And that entails a little bit of anticipated earnings growth. Whether or not we get there is obviously the big question and have stocks got ahead of their skis and, you know, in light of even more uncertainty in the next couple quarters to come.
1: Yeah, so what you should be doing is, is staying disciplined. I mean, don't chase this rip. I mean, you know, we can we're gonna talk some more in uh later in the show about uh every single bear market has a face ripping rally. Most bear markets when you go through history have had unbelievable rallies. We're pretty close
2: to that to that t- 2000 summer rally where stocks, you know, the Nasdaq was up another 25% in July and August back in 2000 after the tech wreck.
1: So every bear market, you know, meaningful bear market has a face ripping rally or two. Uh, and this we think is exactly what's happening here because the Fed's going to keep raising to deal we're a long ways away from 2% inflation. All right, if you want to be part of the show, give us a call 877-670-7117. Or you can send us an email by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Stick around.
0: Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800 743 zero nine eight eight again eight hundred seven four three zero nine eight eight
3: For a go-kart battle presented by Rotary Club of Bend. Bend
4: Police Department versus Deschutes County Sheriff's Office in a race to raise money for Neighbor Impact. Donate today to support your team and community at Central Oregon's first annual Battle of the Badges Tuesday, August 16th at K1 Speed.
3: Join us for a fun family-friendly event to see which team can raise more money to support Neighbor Impact, a charity reducing childhood hunger. To donate, visit battleofthebadges.org and don't miss the battle, August
4: 16th We love it here, and we think you will, too. Welcome to Alpine Meadows. Beautifully kept landscaping, Alpine Meadows has one-bedroom apartments and two- and three-bedroom townhomes that include washer and dryer, beautiful decks, patios, and designer kitchens. Alpine Meadows is conveniently located next to the Dalles, California Highway and minutes away from Orchard Park's nature trails, a place proud to call home. Google Alpine Meadows Townhomes, professionally managed by Norris & Stevens.
5: You enjoy the quiet life, but you like being close to the action. Living That Fits You is at Mountain Glen Apartments, located five minutes away from the Bend River Promenade and downtown area. Mountain Glen's units feature designer oak cabinets, and their two- and three-bedroom units come with washer and dryer hookups. Relax with mountain views from your patio or deck. Mountain Glen Apartments Bend corner of Butler Market and Boyd Acres Road, professionally managed by Norris & Stevens.
0: Should religious pharmacists, and by that I mean somebody who has closely held religious beliefs, should that pharmacist have the legal right to refuse to hand over the morning-after pill if doing so would conflict with his his or her closely held religious beliefs? They should have that right, and I believe they do have that right. Listen to The Lars Larson Show, weekdays at noon, only on FM 100.1 and News Talk 1110 KVND.
4: Parents, are you tired of helping put your kids' shoes on? They're squirming, watching cartoons, anything but helping. Luckily, it's Skechers to the rescue. Introducing new hands-free Skechers slip-ins, footwear you can just get your kids to step into and their shoes are on. You don't need to bend over. You don't need to sit on the floor and try to wrangle them on. And they're available in all types of Skechers styles with and without laces, and most are machine washable. Find Skechers slip-ins for kids or mom and dad at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, or wherever stylish shoes are sold
0: Connect to the financial focus radio show on youtube or itunes listen to past shows get our bi-weekly e-news and keep up to date on the market you can also sign up for our e-newsletter on our website northwest quadrantwealth.com let's get back to the show
1: if you'd like to take one of us one of us up on a free retirement review uh we'll give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life your portfolio your estate plan your financial plan Whatever you want to talk about is fair game. So if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, call our office to get it scheduled. The number here is 800-743-0988, or you can always uh, send us an email by going to our website, northwestquadrantwalt.com. Just let us know you'd like a free retirement review, and we will get you on our calendar. This information comes from Bloomberg, uh, and this is why we talk about time in the market uh, rather than trying to time the market, but for all of you grandparents out there, uh, remind your grandchildren about how important the power of compounding is, and the most important part of the uh, compounding process is time so if you start save if you don 't start saving until you 're forty five You will need to save three times as much money as if you start at the age of 25. So if you wait 20 years, you have to save three times as much to get to the same place. Um, And so when I bring that up, you know, we don't necessarily care how much somebody saves. If it's 25 bucks a month, it still counts. Uh, And so the younger and the sooner you can start saving money and investing it, of course, uh, the better off you'll be, and you can allow that power of compounding. When you think about the wealthiest people on the planet, like the the, the Buffett's, you know, most of 80 plus percent of Buffett's wealth a- has really come in the last 10 years because he's had the power of compounding. When he was my age, he, he was wealthy, of course, but he was, you know, it, his wealth now on a relative basis, an absolute basis, Dwarfed the wealth he had in, at 46, and all, all that the only difference was uh, that power of compounding. And so, if you're if you can start when you're 16 and you have a job and you start contributing to a Roth IRA and putting it in the total stock market, uh, that power of compounding is unbelievable. And the best part is you don't have to do anything except save the money.
2: A really common question we get is what percentage of my income should I be saving for our clients that are in that accumulation phase? And the answer is always just more sooner, and our. Profession tries to extrapolate returns in this linear fashion and worry about what you can control Which is your contribution rate and the timing of the contribution itself.
1: Yeah, believe us the most important factor in how much money of Retirement isn't the returns you get as long as you get decent returns and if you just get six and a half percent or six percent more impactful to you is is how much you're able to save and how consistently you're able you're able to do it.
2: And precisely why we say average returns for an above average period of time is going to lead to fantastic results.
1: So, and then before we talk about um, uh, QCDs, uh, I, I did want to bring this up. Um, Deutsche Bank did a study, uh, and they did it's a long term asset stu- return study and they said that the last time interest rates were near current levels which was the 1950s they weren't quite as low as they are now but the last time they were really really low treasury bonds lost 40% of their inflation adjusted value over the following 3 decades uh i would say the the prospect for treasuries is probably worse on an inflation adjusted basis from where we sit today over the next 30 years it's probably more like 50% and so you know it, w- Bond markets move in much longer cycles than stock markets, you know when you think about cyclical bear markets and cyclical bull markets in the stock market they're it's the entire short, career of short of but bond, most professional investors yeah, yeah bond markets uh and so you know we just went nineteen eighty 1980, nineteen eighty two is when this current the last market in the bond market started we think it probably ended sometime last year that's a long time for interest rates to go down and bond prices to go up we think the opposite going to happen It almost coincides with forward. the
2: 30-year period before it at 30-year increments it's the vast majority of your working career is encapsulated within one uh, one pendulum swing within the fixed income landscape
1: right so okay let's talk about Qualified charitable distributions, or QCD. So, for those of you that are in the required minimum distribution phase of your life, meaning you are 72 years or older, uh, you know that you, if you have an IRA, traditional IRA, you, the government says you have to start taking money out of that because they they want to tax that money. Remember, you got the tax credit or benefit. On the front end, when you made the contribution and you didn't have to pay income taxes on that money, then it grew, tax-deferred, and, and now the government says, you know, even though you don't might not need this money, we are forcing you to take it out in the form of a required minimum distribution uh, – so we can get tax revenue on that money because it's taxed as ordinary income. And so, you know, a lot of you out there listening, a lot of our clients say, you know what? I really don't need this money uh, and I don't really don't want to pay taxes on it. What are my options? Uh, and one of the most popular and and co- common options that people uh, use, especially if you're charitably inclined, is something called a qualified charitable distribution. So, Josh, why don't you describe what a qualified charitable distribution uh, is from an IRA.
2: Well, a QCD is simply just a direct transfer of funds from the custodian of your IRA. So whether it's LPL, Schwab, TD Ameritrade, whatever it is, payable directly to a 501c3 qualified charity. And uh, for a lot of you that are charitably inclined, um, in lieu of taking ordinary income uh, that you don't actually want... uh, your financial advisor or your custodian can facilitate that distribution uh, directly to the charity. So it doesn't go through you. It goes directly from custodian to custodian. And that's the key. And uh, you don't have to withhold any taxes. The charity gets the full extent of the gift. So if you were already giving money to charity, it's a fantastic solution to avoid uh, additional taxable ordinary income and to actually uh, increase the magnitude of your giving because you're not withholding any taxes.
1: So the important sort of things to know is that you can you can give up to a maximum of $100,000. So that's a lot of you say, well, my, what are you crazy? My RMD isn't $100,000. Well, guess what? We have clients, and there are a lot of people out there that have iras that are that are big enough that their rmd is over a hundred thousand dollars you can't give more than a hundred thousand but you can give up to a hundred thousand dollars as a qualified charitable distribution that's that's the important thing to know um, the charity doesn't care it, you know if you, let's say you're donating you, the charity sells whatever you're donating immediately so it's not like the charity cares you know if you're giving them securities or whatever they say sell it immediately uh, the important thing to know josh mentioned 501c3 It has to be a 501c3 charity recognized by the IRS. If it's, you know, there's a lot of entities out there that call themselves charities, but the tax, you know, the IRS hasn't said that, yes, they are. They haven't been approved to be a 501c3. Uh, so that's important for you to know if they are, in fact. Um, some, you know, In the past, I thought I was working uh, with 501c3s, and I looked them up. on. You know, there's websites you can look them up, and they, I found out that they weren't. Uh, and so that's important. And then lastly, like Josh said, it has to go directly from wherever your IRA is held directly to the charity. It can't go to you first. It has to go from that custodian to the charity's custodian. And so when we do this for our clients, when we do QCDs for our clients, we just say, okay, let's say you want to give it to your church or the Humane Society or whatever it is. Um, We ask them, you just got to get the name of the person at that charity that is responsible for this. All of these charities have a person that does this uh, and we just reach out to them. Those people know exactly what instructions to give us and you're just going to have to sign a couple forms that your financial advisor will send you uh, and it's really, really easy. And then the charity will send you a letter that you can use on your taxes. So um, This is a great way for anybody that's charitable inclined or thought about being charitable inclined find uh, instead of giving a charity after-tax money and trying to get the tax credit, a better way to go if you're in the retire- required minimum distribution phase of your life is do this qualified charitable uh, distribution, QCD for short. Um, if you uh, have questions about it, you want a free retirement review, want to know more how that works, uh, you can uh, call our office to get a free retirement review scheduled if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets. The number here 800-743-743. Zero nine eight eight or go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com and send us an email. We'll be right back. Sign up for our e-news
0: today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on YouTube or on northwestquadrantwealth.com. 100.1 is News Talk 1110,
5: KBND, Bend. Our military has been underfunded for a long time. Trump's support of the military, quite frankly, given the new threats, is not enough. It's not enough. We need to clean out all the woke brass at the Pentagon we are killing our military from within. We need to get back to strict standards. Physical standards, mental standards.
0: Mark Levitt, weekdays at 3, only on FM News 100 at 1110 KBMD.
4: We love it here, and we think you will too. Welcome to Alpine Meadows. Beautifully kept landscaping, Alpine Meadows has one bedroom apartments and two and three bedroom townhomes that include washer and dryer, beautiful decks, patios, and designer kitchens. Alpine Meadows is conveniently located next to the Dallas, California Highway and minutes away from Orchard Park's nature trails. A place proud to call home. Google Alpine Meadows Townhomes, professionally managed by Norris and Stevens.
5: You enjoy the quiet life, but... You like being close to the action. Living That Fits You is at Mountain Glen Apartments, located five minutes away from the Bend River Promenade and downtown area. Mountain Glen's units feature designer oak cabinets, and their two- and three-bedroom units come with washer and dryer hookups. Relax with mountain views from your patio or deck. Mountain Glen Apartments Bend, corner of Butler Market and Boyd Acres Road, professionally managed by Norris & Stevens. Save
0: big in-store or online at the summer one-day sale this Saturday only at Coastal.
2: Coastal Farm
0: and Ranch, we're just
4: what the country needs.
0: As the days heat up, so do the savings at Coastal. You're going to save money store-wide this Saturday during the big one-day sale at Coastal. Take 25% off the regular price on clothing and footwear and 10% off regular prices on everything else in the store. Excludes Honda, Husqvarna, Steel Live Animals, ammo, gift cards, licenses, and previous purchases. Save big this Saturday during the summer one-day sale. In-store or online at CoastalCountry.com with in-store or curbside pickups. It's the summer one-day sale this Saturday only at Coastal. We'll see you there.
2: Coastal
0: and Ranch, we're just what the country needs. Serving Central Oregon from Highway 97 in Redmond. If you can
3: chop vegetables, bake bread, and create nutritional goodness all in a single bound, come to our hiring event at Ben Senior High School this Thursday from 11 to 1. There'll be on-site interviews, free pizza, and immediate opportunities. We're seeking Nutrition Server superheroes to help in all aspects of food production. Help prepare thousands of meals to students in dozens of locations and earn over $19 per hour. With part-time and flexible schedules available, you'll have plenty of time left over to pursue your other superheroic interests. This is a great opportunity for parents who want part-time work that mirrors the school calendar. Tour our production kitchen and take home some of the same farm fresh local produce that we serve to our students every day. Your superhero cape awaits. Answer the call. Join the Ben Lapine team. Visit bls.fyi slash jobs or call 541-355-1150. Serving my country changed my life forever. And when I got home, every day was a struggle. I felt trapped. But everything changed the day my family received a specially adapted custom home from Homes for Our Troops. Now we have a safe and accessible home to enjoy the freedom I fought for.
4: Homes for Our Troops builds and donates specially adapted custom homes nationwide for severely injured post-9-11 veterans. Join our mission at hfotusa.org.
0: You're listening to Financial Focus Radio Show, where you get honest and actionable advice every week from the partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. Remember, you can always listen to past shows on iTunes or find us on northwestquadrantwealth.com.
1: Josh and I also do a uh, short video in the middle and end of every month that we send out to our clients and anybody that wants to get added. We call it our e-news. Uh, it's about a five or six minute video where we talk about what's going on in capital markets and how, most importantly, how it affects our clients' money. So if you want to get added to our e-newsletter list, that's the only thing that we'll send you. It'll end up in your email uh, inbox in the middle and the end of every month. Go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Just send us an email, say, add me to your e-newsletter list, and we'll get you added to that list. And you will get to see why I have a face for radio and Josh looks like Tom Cruise, apparently.
2: Just as short too.
1: He's as short as you, or you're as short as him. <laughs> I might be taller than. I that. think if he stands on his bank account, though, he might be a bit taller than you. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. So uh, this is this. I want to. Josh sent me this. This uh, is is really great. It comes from Charlie Balela, who's really active on Twitter and puts lots of great information out there. Um, but you know, most people. You know, we talk to clients all the time, and you know, there's government makes laws and change, you know, Obamacare and all these things that have happened uh, in this country. Um, And our clients will call us and say, isn't it a good time to invest in cybersecurity or oil stocks or whatever based on what they're doing in Washington, Washington, D.C., based on the laws they're passing or whatever it might be. And so uh, a lot of you might remember the Affordable Care Act. I mean, it still exists. The Affordable Care Act that was signed into law all the way back in uh, 2010. When Obama was president, um, and most people thought that managed care businesses were going to be a disaster their, their businesses were going to essentially go away right It was government
2: intervention would ruin their business
1: model and so uh, most people thought, well, this is the worst part of the market to be in and and before that managed care business so first of all, I should mention managed care insurance companies their business model is awesome like when i figured out how they you know they're it's the greatest deal ever their their business model and they're unbelievably profitable they're they have more debt than they should have but generally as a group they're really good uh businesses to own i wish i could own one we used to have one here in in Bend called clear choice uh that got bought up by pacific source but um the, so the the you This law gets signed, the Affordable Care Act gets signed into law back in 2010, everybody says uh, these health insurance are going to be disasters, they're going to go out of business. Well, guess what? United Health Group, the largest U.S. insurer, was up 1,864% versus the S&P over that same period of time, which was up 350%. 350% is great, (laughs) but the group that was supposed to be dead… Was up almost two thousand percent. Outperformed the S and P by fifteen hundred percent. So uh, that we, I bring this up not because um, I, mostly because I we don't think any of you out there, us included, should be picking individual stocks because when you think something is is like oh this is a no brainer, it's so obvious that 's Jeff well remember back the,
2: the, the more recent iteration of this back in two thousand and sixteen when you know the election of Mr. Trump was purportedly going to lead to this dramatic outperformance of both the banking uh, and energy sectors, and paradoxically, it ended up those were the two worst performing sectors of the presidency. And so, you know, it just goes to show you that a lot of this prognostication and your gut assumption in a lot of, a lot of cases is absolutely wrong. And it involves another couple layers of thinking uh, to get to the right conclusion. And, of course, deregulating energy and stimulating production is not a net positive uh, for prices over those short and medium term. But,
1: but the conclusion you all should be making is that you shouldn't be picking individual stocks. You shouldn't be hiring anybody to pick individual stocks. You should be indexing because – Ninety-five percent of uh, professional money managers don't beat their index they're up and against, at, and so why are you going
2: beyond to? that? Just acting in compliance with pre-established rules and rules-based investing and index-based, low-cost tax-efficient investing is how you succeed over time.
1: All right, let's tackle some email questions. I don't where's the I don't see who sent this to us, but um, we got an email and says after my mother-in-law died, we learned that her advisor had picked investments that paid less interest than the advisor charged. Is this even ethical, and is there anything we can do about it? So what this caller mean, or this emailer means, is that um, essentially his mother-in-law had an advisor that bought, the mother-in-law investments, the yield on the investments was lower than the advisor charged in an, in a management fee. So let's say the advisor charged 1% and he bought the mother-in-law something that had a yield of, let's say, half a percent. So she was guaranteed uh, to lose money. I, we would absolutely say that there, that is not ethical. Um, you know, doing something about it is going to be very, very difficult. Uh... You know, Sarah, technically, this advi- your advisor or her advisor wasn't breaking any laws. You don't know the conversations that the mother-in-law had. The mother-in-law may have been invested in, uh, you know, a, a portfolio of stocks and bonds or whatever, mutual funds, ETFs, whatever it was, and then said, you know, because of my situation, I want to move everything to the money market or to short-term bonds. So you weren't privy to those conversations. Uh, and so, you know, if all that happened – uh, then the the advisor wasn't breaking the law. Now we would say, you know, if that's what's happening, you you shouldn't you shouldn't keep your money here because we, you you can't pay us a fee and ha- and well, know, know you're going to lose I money. I mean, a,
2: even a year ago when yields were plumbing all time lows, we would consistently turn business away that where those particular individuals wanted to be too conservative uh, because the fixed income that we were buying. Was not going to be able to eclipse their fee. And there was no point in hiring us if they were that risk averse.
1: Yeah, if we knew they were going to, even if their portfolio was going to be 50% in bonds, it was like, you know, it just doesn't make sense uh, for you to hire us because half your portfolio after our fee is going to lose money. And we don't want to promise that. We so. don't
2: want to create an expectation that we're not going to ultimately be able to fulfill.
1: So the, the answer to your question is the, the person most likely didn't break any laws. Was he, being, he or she being ethical? No, we, we, I mean, we, that's not how we would do business and we don't think anybody else should, but it doesn't mean, (laughs) you know, that, that he, this, in this case, that was what happened. So we got an email from a Rick uh, and Rick says, I've watched my accounts drop by 22%. My financial advisor has done well, but now it feels like he's not making enough adjustments in this tough market, given that I'm losing large chunks of money. What's my best move? I read so
2: many of these in MarketWatch, you know, letters to – they do that question and answer column, and it's <laughs> – if that's your basis for evaluating, you know, the advisor's competency, I'd say that you have some pretty uh, misplaced assumptions as to what they should be doing for well,
1: you. Well, I mean, so this is one of those deals where the person is living in a vacuum, right? There's no – so – You know, Rick, your advisor's done well before the bear market because guess what? Stocks did extraordinarily well, right? With the last three years, we had unbelievably great – up until this year, we had, you know, high teen – and, you know, we had unbelievably great stock returns. So your advisor did well just like everybody else did well because stocks were going straight up. And so if – you know, that's not your advisor doing anything. It's just the fact that the, the market was going up. Uh, your account going down because the market's going down doesn't mean your advisor is doing badly. Uh, it just means the market's going down, and so you are, Rick. You're looking at your situation and in a vacuum, and you're not relating it to what's going on. So, yeah, he, he, he your advisor did well. But did he? Do, you don't. Do you know that he did well relative to what he should have done? And and do you know that he's doing badly now relative to what he should be doing? Uh, and that and that's the first place you have to go. Uh, but the other thing is, we don't. You know, we would tell you if you are one of our clients, we're not going to be making dramatic changes based on what the market is doing because you think that's going to somehow solve the market going I mean, down. This the hearkens, only thing we're going to do is rebalance, which means buy more stocks when stocks are going this down. This harkens
2: back to one of Troy's favorite quotes, I think, which is don't, don't confuse activity with accomplishment. And if your asset allocation is correct and your risk tolerance is in line with your drawdown in your portfolio, then don't... Don't just do something. Sit there.
1: Yeah. So, Rick, the, the, you know, you need to have a conversation with your advisor and and understand, you know, how your portfolio is invested relative to your expectations. But also, like, do some comparisons. You, you sent this a while ago, and so this is when markets were down more. But you know, is your uh, is your account? invested in index funds and you were down as much as the market, then that should be your expectation. When the market was good, you did well. And when the market's bad, you did bad. Like, that's, so, so you just have a, a miscommunication or misunderstanding problem here. And most likely your financial advisor shouldn't be doing anything in your case. You know, that was the sense we got from a lot of our clients that they want us to do something. And it was like, no, we're not doing anything because the market's down. All right, if you want to be part of the program, call us, 877-670-7117, or you can always send us an email (coughs) by going to our website, uh, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Stick around. Get your free
0: one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show.
4: we love it here and we think you will too. welcome to alpine meadows beautifully kept landscaping alpine meadows has one bedroom apartments and two and three bedroom townhomes that include washer and dryer beautiful decks patios and designer kitchens alpine meadows is conveniently located next to the dallas california highway and minutes away from orchard parks nature trails a place proud to call home google alpine meadows townhomes professionally managed by norris and stevens
5: You enjoy the quiet life, but you like being close to the action. Living that fits you is at Mountain Glen Apartments, located five minutes away from the Bend River Promenade and downtown area. Mountain Glen's units feature designer oak cabinets, and their two- and three-bedroom units come with washer and dryer hookups. Relax with mountain views from your patio or deck. Mountain Glen Apartments Bend corner of Butler Market and Boyd Acres Road, professionally managed by Norris & Stevens.
4: We have something for everyone in the family. Carter's babies and kids clothing, rack room shoes and marises for back to school wardrobe staples, plus Columbia and Eddie Bauer to get you prepped with fall layers. Tuesday morning for dorm room essentials and runway fashion exchange can help clean out closets and pay you cash for gently used teen and young adult styles. Smart shoppers start at the Ben factory stores, South highway 97
0: because everyone needs an outlet.
4: around $200. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free Upside app now.
5: Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code TRIP for a $5 bonus on your first tank. That's promo code TRIP. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, to PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code TRIP for a $5 bonus on your first tank. That's code TRIP for a $5 bonus.
0: Thank you for joining Financial Focus Radio Show. Honest, transparent analysis brought to you every week by Tyler Simonis and Josh Finelli. Call the show anytime at 877-670-7117. We'll try to answer your question on the air in the following weeks. Now, back to the team from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management.
1: Welcome back. I am part of said team, Tyler Simonis. And that guy over there, he's Josh Finelli the one and only ladies, Josh Finelli. We're partners <laughs> at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, I guess men too, uh, at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management here in Bend. And if uh, if you wanna sign up for our e-newsletter, uh, you can go to our website, that's uh, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Just send us an email, say add me to your e-newsletter list and we'll get you on that list. You just, uh, you in the, on the 15th and 30th every month, we'll get a short five or six minute video uh, from us, talk where Josh and I are talking about what's going on in the capital markets, and most importantly for our clients, how it affects their portfolios. This comes from Bloomberg again, in in the year August 2000, Fortune magazine published ten stocks to last the next decade uh, by December of 2012. So 12 years later. A portfolio containing those 10 stocks had lost 75% of its value. (laughs) And this is Fortune, right? There's some sharp cookies that work at Fortune. Again, another reason that if the so-called experts can't be picking winners, why do you think you are going to be so good at it either? So, you know, it's really, really hard. It doesn't seem like it should be hard, but it is really, really hard to pick stocks successfully. Most stocks have... Awful track records over time, uh, and then so this sort of reiterates that um, all economists agree that predicting a stock's price is tough, but only 59% of Americans agree with that statement. So, you know, most of you out there think that uh, picking winning stocks and and knowing what the direction of the market is relatively easy to see. Uh, we know that that's not true. Josh and I know uh, doing what we do that that, that it's not true. And, um, you know, we had uh, in the middle of June, toward the ends of June, when the market was down, uh, the S&P was down 20 and the NASDAQ was down almost 30 percent on a year to date basis. worst start to the year in a long, long time. We had a lot of people saying to us that the market was going to go down Another twenty percent by the end of summer, here we are close to the end of summer, and markets have rallied significantly, and our phones are dead, yeah, and, and those people that the thought that the end of the world was imminent, guess what they're gone, and I, you know it's so hard for us to not call them and say, "Well, what happened now that stocks are up shouldn't we go to cash like this is when we should go to cash, right, and you know it's like. Why weren't you calling us last December when the market wasn't at an all-time high and saying, you know, I think markets are going to go down. No, you waited for markets to go down 20% and then you called. And so don't be one of those people. You cannot time markets. It's time in the markets. Rather than trying to time the markets, it's just how you'll be successful. But you should none of you should be out there picking individual stocks. Uh, if you do it over time, the S&P is going to trounce you. And I know you can say, I'm going to buy Amazon. I'm going to buy Apple. I'm going to buy Google. Those are all unbelievably great businesses. They've created wealth like almost nothing ever has. Uh, but that doesn't mean that they're going to beat the S&P 500 over the rest of your investing lifetime. Statistically, the chances of that happening are close to zero. Okay, let's talk about taxable investment accounts. So, you know, this is one of those things that Josh and I take for granted, uh, knowing that these things exist. Uh, But when we talk to them, uh, when we talk about them with uh, prospective clients or clients and and adding money to them or opening them and, and funding them, Um, It's as if we're splitting the atom. So, Josh, first, just explain. I know it sounds basic, but explain uh, to everybody what a taxable investment account is, and then we can talk about why we think they're so great.
2: Taxable investment account is just like it sounds. It's just essentially a bank account for stocks, and most people out there listening, you may already have one, and you probably call it or reference it as your brokerage account, and uh, that's just... A place that you know it's not—you're not getting tax-deferred growth like you would in an IRA, and you're not being—you're not able to uh, reduce your taxable income via uh, contributions. It's just a place where you are parking money, and you can own the exact same investments in a taxable account uh, that you buy in your retirement accounts.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, the advantage is so so the wealthiest people in the world. Uh, this is where most of their money is. So they either have it in the trust. But if you think about, you know, Jeff Bezos or or, or uh, Bill Gates or all these kids, they own most of their shares in the company in a taxable form. It's not in a tax-deferred form because there are no contribution limits. You can put $100 billion in a taxable account. Uh, Which it, is
2: its greatest advantage is the extreme flexibility that you're offered. And uh, it's... You know, that money is liquid in two days if you're buying something that settles on the New York Stock Exchange. So, so
1: it's the other reason, you know, Bernie Sanders of the world talk about – Elizabeth Warren talk about why the wealthy pay the lowest – such low tax rates. You know, they say, well, you know, these guys are paying 15 or 20 percent taxes when their secretary is paying 25 percent, and it's because – this is how most of these people get their – where they get their money, and the, the tax the taxation of these accounts is at a much more favorable I think rate is a, than a, ordinary income.
2: I think it's a great segue to one of the other primary advantages of this type of account is it offers near tax-free compounding if you plan carefully. So you know, if you're like us and you're using exchange-traded funds that don't pay capital gains each year – uh, you 're essentially going to have very minimal tax liability associated with this account, provided you 're not realizing actively realizing big gains
1: so of course, I max out my retirement uh, contributions every year uh, dutifully, but you know I can save more thankfully i 'm thankful enough that I, I can save more above that and so I save way more in this kind of account that 's a joint account for my wife and I than I do anywhere else, and like Josh said, you have Full liquidity. I have access to this money at any time. In fact, I have a checkbook on my uh, taxable investment account. I I don't have to wait till I'm 59 and a half. If a business opportunity comes up, I can use it for that. Uh, And again, remember, I'm paying capital gains rate taxes, which is a lower tax rate than my income tax rate. And I'm just paying it on the gain, not the total amount, like when you take money out of your IRA. So there's a ton of flexibility that go along in owning a taxable investment account. And then most importantly, and this is the big one, when, because we've been doing this so long, when you get to retirement, and let's say you have a, a client with a $2 million IRA and you have a client with a $2 million taxable account, the person with a $2 million taxable account is in much better shape because their tax liability to get at their money is so much less than the person taking money out of the IRA. So if you take money out of a traditional IRA, you're paying ordinary income tax on the whole amount. So if you take out 10000 bucks and you live in the state of Oregon, uh, most likely you're going to net about 7,500 after taxes, seven or 7,500. If you take the ten, same $10,000 out of a uh, taxable account, you can do some tax planning that your tax liability might be negligible at best. The reason
2: we're such big proponents is because you're able to control where your marginal dollar, that next dollar comes from. And so when you have those big one-time expenses, Uh, You don't need to be rating your IRA above your required minimum distribution to access that money. So it lowers your overall cost of capital gives you that big amount of flexibility and we see the psychological impact of a higher net after-tax distribution and then that it leads to people actually wanting to spend their own money. We see this unnatural aversion to spending from a qualified account uh, because of the tax liability associated with distributions.
1: The financial services industry, financial advisors, CPAs, want everybody to put as much money and have all their money in tax-deferred accounts. Uh, we're, we're just not as bigger proponents of that because when you get to retirement, like Josh said, the accessibility of these taxable investment accounts is so much better and you can control the taxes. So as long as you invest in tax-efficient investments, which is what you should be doing uh, in these kind of accounts... Uh, you should be aggressively saving in a taxable investment account. All right. If you want to be part of the program, you have a question or comment, give us a call, 877-670-7117. Or you can always send us an email by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Stick around. We'll be right back.
0: Sign up for our e-news today.